Weekend Breakfast on 702. Let's walk the talk. As I mentioned, uh, we've got that uh, Mandela Legacy Foundation event uh, unfolding at the Windybrow Arts Theatre. Um, what are your best memories of Winnie Medikizela Mandela? Uh, to like to, to tee that up in anticipation of that interview happening in the second part of this hour. Remember, kick it old school on the SMS line, 31702, or send those WhatsApps. Send us a, a, a tweet as well. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Niklaus Bauer on Twitter.com. Nikki Bush joining us now, our uh, parenting expert, human potential expert as well. One of the things that new parents underestimate, and I'm certainly guilty of it, is the amount of time that their children will require uh, when they become a parent, Nikki. Hi, I thought this was a great topic for you, Nicholas, because I knew you were going to be on today, being a new dad. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and as fate will have it, so my little Isabel turns one today. <gasps> wow, time flies, doesn't it? Hey, uh, cer- of time. <laughs> certainly when you're having fun, because that's also something that uh, a lot of people don't tell you. Being a parent is also it's quite fun. Yeah, it is. It's an enormous amount of fun, but it's also an enormous amount of time-consuming work. So maybe we should kick off with an excerpt from this uh, amazing poem by Pat King, and it's entitled Children Take Time. Children take time. Therein lies the problem. Children take so much time. It takes half an hour to feed a toddler breakfast, half an hour to bathe and dress him, half an hour to clean up what he shouldn't have got into. It takes half an hour to sit with a four-year-old working a puzzle for the first time. It takes half an hour to listen to a six-year-old's reading lesson. It takes half an hour to coach a teenager in history. It takes 20 minutes to share a cup of tea with a young daughter. It takes 15 minutes six times a day to discipline a child who has decided to test you. It takes 15 minutes each night to listen to each child's prayer. It's easy to see why we may have a problem. All these things that must be done with our children are at war with all that society tells us or that we tell ourselves we must do elsewhere. Yeah, that is certainly one thing that that uh, wasn't really made clear to me is that, you know, as soon as that, that little baby comes into the world, you're completely in... They're completely in your care and, uh, and it takes a massive amount of time from the moment you open your eyes and, and try to close them again. Mm, and it's a constant kind of responsibility and there's a serve and return, a serve and return. So there's a need that must be met all the time. And actually, if you think about it, parenting or becoming a parent is almost a journey in disruption, It's a continuous disruptive journey. There's so much you can't anticipate or control that will require a creative and and conscious response in the moment. And it's very, very personal as well. So I like to um, see parenting as the most amazing personal development adventure you will ever have. Because if you're always keeping a time scorecard, you will never win. Uh, you know, you'll constantly be chasing your tail. So we actually have to reframe what parenting is. And if we buy into the fact that it's our personal development adventure, probably the most exciting and predictable one we will ever have, 
one that's going to give us a 360 degree view of ourselves because remember our kids come into the world and they're like mirrors they can see us 360 degrees and they shine a light on parts of us maybe we have never ever discovered or seen before and i'm sure being a new dad you have sense this you know you've they're parts of you you didn't know you had that warm mushy heart you know you didn't know you had these parts to you and you're experiencing yourself in a very different way to before you had a child yeah you totally are you find out things about yourself that you didn't know were even possible and uh, yeah. i like this idea of reframing parenting as a personal development adventure but uh, let, let's try and unpack this, this idea of time a little bit more, right? I mean, parenting, like you say, is not one of those things where you can set your watch to it. It's uh, messy in terms of the amount of time it takes. And uh, messy is also a very important word as well, because I know, especially something as simple as, as leaving the house to go and visit someone, uh, can easily turn into an hour later than you initially planned because something gets unpacked in the kitchen, maybe a baby's dress gets soiled, or maybe we need an emergency explosive nappy change. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it's a bit of a mission, actually. Things, things that used to take you five minutes, as you say, can now take an hour. And I think it's very important to see all of the time as your time and not to divide it up too much into, well, this is my child's time or my parenting time and this is my work time and this is my, my time with my partner. In fact, it's all your time. And I, I read an amazing book um, some years ago called Parenting with Spirit by Jane Bartlett. And she quoted an exiled Vietnamese Zen master and peace activist, quite famous. I, can't, I don't know quite how to say his name. Thich Nhat Han. And he wrote about a father of two who decides not to divide his time into, into parts anymore. And he considers all of his time as you know, everything is his. We've got to own everything. Otherwise, we feel like we're giving ourselves away. And if we can do that, then we start seeing how unlimited our time actually is. So it is a state of mind. And if we can see parenting as part of our life's journey and not merely another thing on our to-do list every day, then we have the privilege of taking part in this incredible personal development adventure. But I think the trick, Nicholas, is how to be emotionally present in what you're doing. And children in, in the research studies with children and working parents Children want more of our happiness and less of our stress when we're with them. They're less concerned about the amount of time we spend with them, more concerned about the quality of the time we spend with them. And the quality of our time is usually directly linked to how guilty we feel. How important is putting a routine together? Because that's also something else that I constantly heard when my sisters had children. I have three older sisters and uh, five nieces, one nephew. And every single time one of them came into the world, that first six months was about routine. Got to get the routine going. How does a baby that can't even feed itself get into a routine? Mm. So in essence, we kind of teach our children when it's 
feeding time, when it's playtime and when it's sleeping time. That's the initial kind of routine. And in the beginning, we're very much governed by the, the baby governs the routine. Um, you know, when they wake, when they sleep, when they feed. So we learn how to dance with the baby. And then gradually as the baby becomes, uh, you know, bigger and, and moves into toddlerhood, we start instilling more of a, of a routine externally on them. And why is routine important? It's a rhythm. It's a rhythm. And when that baby first comes into the world, your rhythm is completely blown out of the water, your regular rhythm, because now you're waking up at different times of the day and night. You've entered the sleepless nights club, um, which is quite a badge of honor, actually, to survive it. And um, routine, in essence, is the rhythm. It is the order in which things happen in the day. And even teenagers need a routine. Children in primary school need a routine. Adults need a routine. And throughout the pandemic, routine has become a bit of a watchword because it's the thing that makes us feel safe because of the predictability. It makes us feel sane because we know what's going to happen next. So to take some of the sting and the pain out of what you were talking about just now, how, you know, leaving the house can take an hour. Um, it's the order of things. So even if you've got, say, you know, toddlers or primary school children and you get tied up in a traffic jam on the way home at the end of the day, if, if everything is shifted out by 20 minutes, it doesn't matter as long as you keep the routine that when we get home, we're unpacking the car, you're going for a bath, we're going to have supper, then we're going to watch a TV program and then it's bedtime. Okay, so children know that that's the routine. Then there's no confusion. When there's confusion, what happens is everyone feels out of control. And when you're feeling out of control, whether you're a child, a baby, or a parent, everybody goes into over-control and tries to control the uncontrollable. And that's when things fall apart. So that predictability stops things from falling apart, even though... Your child went to bed 20 minutes later than they should. It's not the end of the world, but keep the order of what happens in the routine the same and everybody will generally be much happier because they feel more in control and they feel safer. I love the, the word that you mentioned there, control, because as a parent, there's many, many things out of your control. And I think it would be extremely helpful if you followed, if we followed or followed the tip of trying to repurpose parenting is not like this thing that you have to do that you've been signed up for a contract for 21 years that you cannot get out of you you need to try and rethink of it as an opportunity to develop yourself in a completely different way well that for me is how you buy into all the demands of parenting in a healthy way and it's definitely about rekindling a passion for life. You know, children are amazing. I'll never forget going on honeymoon. And we were on Lake Malawi on a boat. And um, we'd gone out on a little excursion. And there was a little family with us. Now, we didn't have children at that point. We just got married. And there was a couple there with a two-year-old. And this little two-year-old was just seeing the world through the lens of wonder and awe. She'd never seen waves before and there were little waves lapping on the shore, little waves of Lake Malawi. We went out in a boat and everything was wow, wow, 
wow. And I think as adults, we can tend to fall into the feeling jaded trap. You know, we've done life for however many years it is that you've done life. But children come along and they see life through fresh eyes. And if we can see life through their their eyes of seeing things for the first time, it can take on a whole new hue. You know, life becomes exciting again. Um, it's like it's like kick-starting your life, but from a different perspective. So allow your children to show you um, the wonder of the world. And I think that's what grandparents enjoy about grandchildren coming into the world. Everything is new again, you know? And so there's this energy that pervades life that is fresh. So let's buy into that freshness and that seeing life through the, before the first time is just incredible. And kids are also the acid test for us. You know, we can say we'll never do this and that and the other. We don't believe in this, that and the other until our children come along. And they put those thoughts and those beliefs to the test. And that's when you really know how far you're going to go for somebody is when it happens to your child. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things that you realize that you are capable of that you never, ever thought were possible, uh, uh, fueled by this this love that you have for the child. And indeed, when your child starts showing love for you, that very, very first hug or that smile. Oh, I had um, a client some years ago who had a child that was born with so many problems, um, was wheelchair bound, couldn't speak, couldn't feed themselves. And, you know, the kind of situation where it looks completely hopeless. And at the age of four, this child was able to say, I love you. And it completely undid these parents who had just dedicated their lives to this child's survival. That was such an amazing reward. And I I, I remember this mum phoning me to say her child was finally able to verbalize, I love you. So if your children are able to give you those hugs and those kisses and to say they love you, I mean, there is just nothing like that in the world. Um, and, and just to this day, I can still remember kissing the back of my, my boys' necks when they were little, you know, snuggling into them and that soft skin. And it's all of those things that are gifts that you never anticipated that you would get. And also, I think remember in terms of your responsibility to your child, that family is your child's team. Family is your child's first team. And within the we of the team, they discover the me. Within the we, we discover the me. And it's the same for a parent as well. Within the we of the family we create, we discover different and new aspects of ourselves. So this is a a huge serve and return, give and receive that happens when we build a family, whether it's a one-child family, two parents, one child, whether it's two children, two parents, or if it's one one parent and two children. You know, family is whatever family is to you. It doesn't matter the size, the shape, the gender of your family. It is a team, and, and we have to behave as a team. Just joined us. We're talking about parenting. Nikki Bush, human potential and parenting expert, talking to us about reframing time 
so that you don't feel shortchanged as soon as you start changing nappies and uh, waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning for a feed. You also need to think about personal development being your parental journey. And this changes along the way, right? Because I remember the first uh, day as a parent, people said to me, that first six weeks. And then after the six weeks, they're like, don't worry, the first six months is tough and then it gets easier. Uh, And then as soon as you reach six months, oh, well, you know, those first two years are always tough. And it doesn't get any easier and the challenges really do change. And as a result, I should imagine as well that uh, your idea of personal development when it comes to parenting should too. Yes, so we have to morph and change and develop with our children. And maybe a good thing to talk about at this point is to talk about the fact that parents are sometimes on a mission to be super mum and super dad. And trying to get this work-life balance right is a mission, especially when things change all the time, as you're saying. You know, you go from the baby to the teething baby, to the child who wants to get into everything now that they're mobile to the teenager who's throwing tantrums. Um, Let's talk about balance and dispel the myth because I think balance is a myth. Balance is a myth. And I want our listeners to think about a seesaw. Is a seesaw ever in perfect balance? And the answer is no. So we need to think of life as a seesaw and we need, need to aim for dynamic balance. And dynamic balance, if you think about that seesaw, it's always going up and down, up and down, up and down. The moment you're in trouble is when the seesaw gets stuck. If it gets stuck in one position for too long, that's when you're in trouble. So as long as it's just moving up and down, up and down, up and down, that's okay. Our role is to creatively respond to what every day brings, what every child brings into the equation. And the minute you get stuck, that's when you need to be calling for help, looking for help. And this is one of the topics, one of the many topics that I talk about in my brand new book that's out called Future Proof Yourself. Uh, I wrote the book Future Proof Your Child some years ago, but this is now Future Proof Yourself. And we need to see ourselves as a whole being. I think for many years we've been cutting, splicing, and dicing ourselves into many different pieces. And we haven't worked out how to pull those pieces together. And we need to see ourselves as one integrated person. We have two teams. We have our work team and we have our home team. And those teams provide us as adults with different avenues for self-expression. And we need to honor that, acknowledge it, and celebrate it as opposed to cutting, splicing, and dividing ourselves. We actually take our parenting to work. We actually take our work back home. And I think this work-from-home scenario with lockdown and and disruptions through the global pandemic has really brought or brought balance and integration into um, into the spotlight and having to really look at how we are one human being because when you work from home and you are parenting from home and doing school from home suddenly you are seeing integration in such a different way. So uh, work-life integration, work from home, the work from home scenario, which is going to go on for a long time to come, uh, is, is part of our new normal. Um, I delve into those, those um, aspects in a deep way in, in my book. And where can we get this, uh, this wonderful book? 
So Future Proof Yourself is published by Penguin Random House. It's available in all good bookstores at the moment. And uh, you can also get it online, so whether it's Amazon, whether it's Take-A-Lot. And if you want a signed and inscribed copy from me directly, you can get it from nickybush.com. And it really is written for the busy parent or not just parents it's written for everybody and um, there are aspects of parenting in the book um, but for anybody who has lost and anybody who's going through major change which really is tick tick everybody right now this book will lead you through the dance with disruption so there's also a book launch coming up that you might want to we might want to share with our listeners this morning and it's next week on Wednesday the 25th of August from 6 to 7 p.m. It will be online being, uh, you know, COVID times. And if you go to NikkiBush.com and just type into the search window book launch, uh, it'll come up and you'll be able to book your seat. Nikki, we've got a quick uh, WhatsApp voice note before we get to Lali Dolls, your toy for the week. Let's know what this uh, listener had to say. One thing I've grown to hate as a parent is time. It goes too fast. One minute you've got little babies, next thing they're teenagers. And being a parent to a child is, is one of the most special times in your life. And it goes so fast. And all of a sudden you look back and think, oh, my God, what happened? What happened? Uh, I hate time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, an, that's, what, that's another way of looking at it, right? Yeah, I've got a great response for that. Parents must remember this, especially when you have young children. The days may be long but the years are few. Mm, mm, mm. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Let's change of pace now and talk about Lali dolls. It was also something that I thought was weird growing up. Uh, You know, Barbie dolls were only blonde white dolls. Lali dolls aims to change this. (laughs) That's right. So the Lali dolls are produced by a local company called Toys With Roots, and representation matters. So at last we have an African fashion doll that looks like the little girls who are actually going to play with it. So Lali dolls have got fully jointed legs and arms to allow for authentic play. They can bend, sit, and stand, and they have big hair. So they come with either an Afro hairstyle or straight hair ponytails, and they're available in three characters for fantasy and role play. We've got Chef Lali, who comes with accessories. There's a little microwave or a blend and a blender. There's the Sporty Lali with the bicycle accessory. So maybe the next African cycle champion is going to be born through a little girl or a little boy who plays with Lali, the sporty Lali. And then there's Queen Lali, who's, who's the, the beauty queen with the wand and the crown accessories. And you can buy extra clothing. And they're produced, uh, the clothing ranges are produced by a local South African designer using that beautiful bright shwe shwe print. So Lali dolls really are inspirational. You know, whether your child wants to be a chef, a cyclist, or a beauty queen, Lali has brown skin and is symbolic of the fact that anything is possible for anyone. And these dolls are 300 rand each, and they are for children from about three to eight years of age. And the skills here are fantasy play, role play, creativity, fine motor control, eye-hand coordination. Because remember when you dress dolls and undress them, there's a lot of fine motor coordination. So these dolls are Barbie doll size. Um, If you buy sets of clothing, it's 60 rand a set. And all of this is available at Toys with Roots. 
www.co.za toys with roots and I think they're absolutely gorgeous and how wonderful to have a doll that looks like the child that's going to play with it. Exactly. Uh, I think that that's something you really can't uh, underestimate the the power of. Nikki Bush, it's always a pleasure speaking to you and uh, if people want to follow you, uh, are you on social media? Yes, absolutely. So just look for Nikki Bush Speaker on Facebook and Bush Nikki on Twitter and Nikki Bush on Instagram. And everything, of course, is on NikkiBush.com. NikkiBush.com. Definitely going to check that out. Our parental expert joining us on Weekend Breakfast.